Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and it is a solo pod tonight. Uh, Greg cannot be with us tonight. Uh, don't don't worry. He'll be back uh, on, on Wednesday or Thursday for y'all, but he'll be back, so... Um, but solo pod tonight, but, um, yeah, man, week five, it was, uh, it was, it was tough, man. It was tough. A, a lot of low scores out there, uh, especially at the quarterback position. Um, you know, so we haven't had Josh Allen and, and Ryan Tannehill. And, uh, I mean, by the time you, you listen to this podcast, uh, Drew Brees and Justin Herbert will have played, but. Uh, for the most part, uh, scoring around uh, leagues were relatively low, um, and yeah, some other gut punching injuries, man, some really bad ones. So um, we'll recap, you know, week five, the week that was, uh, as we always do. Uh, start with the quarterback position. Uh, QB one on the week thus far: Patrick Mahomes, thirty point seven. Fantasy points, uh, standard quarterback scoring, 22-43, 340 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Also added six carries for 21 yards on the ground and, and a rushing touchdown. This is kind of what I expected from, from Patrick Mahomes in this game. Uh, didn't expect it to come in a loss, though, so that was definitely uh, tough to, to watch the Chiefs lose. Uh, not that I'm a Chiefs fan and by any means, but... Um, yeah, man, it was an interesting football. The Raiders, uh, sneaking up, sneaking one by, by the Chiefs there. Uh, but the, another team that snuck one by, man, the, that would be, uh, the Miami Dolphins sneaking one by the San Francisco 49ers. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in as the QB2 major part of that. Uh, shout out to Greg, man. He said to play him. I, I thought it was a bit risky with, with, uh, Tua potentially waiting in the wings, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, Comes through with a with a more than solid performance here. Twenty seven point six fantasy points and half point PPR scoring. Um, twenty two of twenty eight, three hundred and fifty passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and then again adding to that rushing floor, three carries for sixteen yards, um, and then the QB three on the week. Uh, my my honorable mention start of the week, uh, but Kyler Murray twenty seven point three uh, fantasy points. 27 of 37, 380 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, nine carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Kyler Murray absolutely just, you know, balling against the New York Jets as expected. Um, but rounding out the court, the top 12 at the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson coming in as the QB4, Russell Wilson the QB5, Jared Goff 6, Derek Carr 7, 
Ben Roethlisberger, 8. Teddy Bridgewater, 9. Gardner Minshew, 10. Carson Wentz, 11. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 12. Um, there were no honorable mentions at the quarterback position because even you know QB 12, Baker Mayfield, didn't even uh, put up that, that great of a performance in this one. Um, but in terms of the Jags at the position... Uh, definitely going to have to go with Lamar Jackson. Uh, that was not a, a great performance there. Uh, obviously, we knew he had the knee. Um, and, you know, he he was dealing with, with a stomach virus. But, you know, this is definitely not something that you wanted to see uh, with, you know, a matchup here against the Bengals. Um, but um, Matt Ryan also stunk it up. Uh, I mean, I said it before uh, during the game preview. You know, I think Matt Ryan's going to miss Julio, and uh, seems like that came to fruition there. Um, let me see. Uh, and then also, you know, Daniel Jones, man, uh, high over under here against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, this Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, you know, he just, for whatever reason, didn't didn't come through here in this one. I know. Uh, both Greg and I were very high on him this week uh, coming into this matchup. And, um, yeah, just did not come through this week. Uh, uh, moving on to the running back position, the RB1 on the week, man. This guy is continuing to get it done for us in the absence of Christian McCaffrey. But that is Mike Davis, uh, Carolina Panthers running back Mike Davis, 25.4 half-point PPR scoring. Uh, this guy got you 16 of 89, uh, nine catches on 10 targets, 60 receiving yards, and one touchdown reception. Uh, this guy's been absolutely balling in the absence of Christian McCaffrey, just totally getting it done. Uh, so if you know if you were able to to get to get him, I mean, you know, I know that we were talking about trying to sell high on him, and it might be close to impossible at this point, but just continue to to get this production and and you know i think that at some some point or another uh the, you know i'm not saying that christian mccaffrey is gonna lose his job or anything but uh, i don't think i don't see how carolina could keep mike davis off of you know the football field or out of this offense uh you know considering what he's been doing or um you know how he's been performing thus far um the, the RB2 on the week, that is going to be Zeke Elliott, um, you know, and obviously I'm going to talk about, you know, what the the injury of of uh, of Dak Prescott means to this Cowboys offense. But uh, Zeke Elliott, who had 23 fantasy points, 19 carries, 91 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and then one catch on two targets for 14 yards. Um you know, obviously, I you know we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about what it means for this whole offense, the injury to Dak Prescott. But uh, I think right off the bat, it helps somebody like a uh, like Zeke Elliott more than people might think. I mean, I know that people are probably thinking, oh well, you know, uh, Andy Andy Dalton coming in, this is probably a, a blow to this Dallas Cowboys offense. And you know what? Maybe it's a blow to the receivers. You know. A little bit, uh, a slight tick, but in terms of Zeke Elliott, um, yeah, man, I think that he gets a major bump here, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. 
But um, RB3 on the week, Todd Gurley. Sell high, guys. Sell high. 23 fantasy points, 14 carries, 121 yards, one rushing touchdown, uh, four catches on five targets for 29 yards. Uh, sell high, y'all. I mean, look, this guy had a 50 it was a 50-something yard touchdown run here, which basically inflates his 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 stat line. Um, he was not as nearly as effective as the stat line uh, might might tell you. Um, and look, man, I mean, he's he he played he played a little bit. Um, you know, he he had he did look better in this game than he has all year. Um, the targets, the target share going up or the target number going up, that was nice. That's good to see. But again, um, you know, I like to to have running backs that are, you know, going to provide a safe floor in terms of what they could do as pass catchers. And Todd Gurley in this Falcons offense hasn't shown that yet. So um, that's kind of where I'm at there. I would sell high. That's just my opinion, obviously. You all can do what you what you want, but um, my opinion would be to sell high on Todd Gurley at this point. Uh, the RB four on the week: Miles Sanders, RB five, Josh Jacobs, RB six, Daryl Henderson, the RB seven, uh, Chase Edmonds, the RB eight, Miles Gaskin, the RB nine, Dalvin Cook, the RB ten, Chris Carson, the RB eleven, Kareem Hunt, and the RB twelve, uh, Devonte Freeman. Uh, shouting out some studs, man. Uh, Josh Jacobs getting it done against this Chiefs uh, defense. Obviously, we know that uh, you know, um, you know, this Chiefs defense is a little bit beatable on on the ground. Uh, didn't trust the game script there, but they they got some positive game script there. The Raiders did, and and Josh Jacobs was able to kill a little bit, getting two rushing touchdowns there. Uh, Daryl Henderson coming through. Uh, you know, continuing to to show out in that Rams backfield. I mean, he's continuing to look really good. I mean, you know, he was a he's a guy that I, I really liked a lot as a prospect last year. Um, I thought that the Rams were were ready to move on from him with the drafting of uh, Cam Akers, but uh, Daryl Henderson continuing to show that he deserves to get touches in this backfield as well. And then Miles Gaskin, man. Uh, coming through, my man finally scored a touchdown. Uh, that is the difference between being the RB8 and being uh, the RB20. Uh, again, Miles Gaskin, he's he's a, he's gonna be a he's gonna be safe. He's gonna be uh, you know a real safe guy for you every single week. Uh, that reception floor is always gonna be there. I don't bank on him getting a touchdown every week, but uh, when he gets it, it's nice. Um, if you can try to sell, sell Miles Gaskin, I, I think I would, but at the same time, I'm not going out of my way to do that. Uh, cause he's, you know, a safe flex for you every single week. Um, and then also want to shout out Ronald Jones, uh, showing out on Thursday night football. We talked about him a little bit, but, uh, definitely came through and then, uh, Jonathan Taylor coming through with the touchdown. So, uh, that made his 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 day look a little bit better than than it had than it uh, it had in recent weeks. Also got the touch number up as well, um, and then uh, Alexander Madison. I mean, he just showed what he could do if uh, he were to get this backfield to himself. Uh, something we'll obviously talk about a little bit later with the uh, 
potential injury to Dalvin Cook. Um, and then, but, you know, moving on to some Jags, man. You know, the just the guys of the week. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, man. I mean, I don't even know what to make of that situation. Uh, I just, I never imagined, you know, a situation where um, Jarek McKinnon would just completely fall out of uh, favor in this entire uh, Niners backfield. Uh, for him to walk away with, hold on, pull it up. For him to walk away with with one rush attempt and and two car- two catches on four targets and and five yards, um, yeah, that's that's not great. That's not what you want to see. Um, you know, it's just it. Ha- you know, we thought that maybe, maybe with with Moster coming off of coming back off the injury that we would see. Um, you know, uh, McKinnon gets, get, you know, some, some semblance of, of, of significant work, uh, and that didn't happen. Uh, another guy that didn't come through this week, Antonio Gibson, we thought this guy was ready. I mean, he showed out against Baltimore last week, um, thought that he was ready to show out against the Rams this week, but, um, I mean, that Rams defense is, is, you know, does have some some guys on it, for sure. Uh, but you know, definitely uh, want to see better better production from him going forward. Um, and then you know, Le'Veon Bell uh, again, Adam Gase, man, that's a how Le'Veon Bell only gets one target in a game like this uh, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, somebody had actually tweeted that out, and Le'Veon Bell had liked it. So uh, that <laughs> that was interesting, and that will be that will continue to be interesting. Um, so we'll see what happens with Le'Veon Bell, uh, and if if Adam Gase uh, continues to be the, the head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, James Robinson uh, had a, had a dud week, uh, the first you know significant dud. Of, of the year. I mean, last week wasn't great either. Uh, maybe you buy low on a James Robinson. I think that would be the move. Um, go and buy low on a James Robinson. Uh, I know one guy I would trade straight up for James Robinson, and that would be Mark Ingram. This guy has just been, oh, man, this guy has been, a, he's been killing you. Uh, you can't do anything with him. Um, I mean, he's He's borderline snip snip for me, but we're not even really gonna go there uh, right now at this point. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position, though, the number one guy on the week, uh, man, Chase Claypool. This one hurts and it doesn't hurt. Uh, it feels great at the same time. It is absolutely bonkers. But Chase Claypool, thirty-nine point one fantasy points. And half PPR scoring. My man, seven catches on 11 targets, 110 yards, three receiving touchdowns. Also added three catches or three carries for six yards and one rushing touchdown as well. My man went absolutely bananas. Four touchdowns in this game, man, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Though I say it hurt me because. Uh, Deontay Johnson, you guys know, all you out there listening know that I'm a huge fan of Deontay Johnson. Uh, I was, I've been a huge fan of his, but, uh, he got banged up again in this one, which, um, 
I don't even know if it opened up the opportunity here for Chase Claypool or this seemed like something that the Steelers used uh, the bye week here that they had to to uh, incorporate Claypool into this offense because uh, his snaps had gone up significantly uh, even last week when or you know last game when uh, Deontay Johnson suffered the concussion. So um, do you know we're going to talk about Claypool a little bit later? Um, but the wide receiver two on the week, Travis Fulgham, man, uh, 26.2 fantasy points in half PPR scoring. This The Eagles uh, wide receiver went 10 catches, 13 targets, 152 yards, and one touchdown. That is absolutely Crazy stat line right there from Travis Fulgham. Uh, nobody saw that coming at all. Uh, I mean, somebody sure did, but not not many did at all. So Travis Fulgham, he'll be another guy that we talk about for sure. Um, Brandon Cooks, man, wide receiver three on the week. I told y'all last week. I, look, I'm not. I wasn't gonna give up on him quite yet. Uh, he was still out there. He was still running the routes. Curious to see how the offense was would uh operate with with uh you know the new OC Tom Kelly but uh Brandon Cooks 26.1 fantasy points eight catches uh 12 yards or sorry eight catches on 12 targets 161 yards and a touchdown um so definitely a great stat line by him great game by Brandon Cooks there uh and then the wide receiver four on the week Adam Thielen man uh the, the wide receiver five, Greg started the week. My man called it a multi-touchdown game by DK Metcalf. He said he could feel it coming, and he got it. DK Metcalf, uh, wide receiver five on the week. DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver six. Uh, Jamison Crowder, the wide receiver seven. Wolf Fuller, the wide receiver eight. Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver nine. Uh, Preston Williams, the wide receiver ten. Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver 11, and then DJ Moore, the wide receiver 12. Uh, my man, uh, Henry Ruggs, man, Greg said it. Go pick him up. Go ahead and grab that man before uh, before the game starts. Stash him. Uh, if you played him, you know, kudos to you, but killed it. Um, who else? Uh, Preston Williams, my man, coming back from the dead. Had five targets in this one. Was able to go over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, DJ Moore also coming back from the dead. Gotta love that one. Uh, got in the end zone. Uh, 50 On a 50-yard touchdown. A catch and run. That was awesome. Uh, where, where else? Oh, Darius Slayton came through big time. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Ravens wide receiver also came through with his... Uh, you know, so, some sort, of, somewhat of a big game there for him. Uh, I think, I think bigger's yet to come for him though. Um, and then now we move on to the Jags, man. Uh, Tyler Lockett, there's two weeks in a row, um, which means the boom game's got to be coming from Tyler Lockett because we can't, we can't get two of these in a row. Uh, it seems like him and DK are gonna flip flop. It just, it's so weird though. It seems like. Before Tyler Lockett had had this consistency earlier in the year, but now it seems like DK is just every week, man. He's getting that touchdown or those two touchdowns or 100 yards. Um, but then uh, Justin Jefferson, my wide receiver start of the week, did not come through here. Uh, 
did still see five targets, but not the did not go over the hundred yards that you wanted to see. Um, Terry McLaurin uh, had the tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey, so we'll forgive him for that one. But uh, did not come through there uh, at the wide receiver position. Moving on to the tight end position, though, uh, the number one guy on the week that would be Travis Kelsey. 20.8 fantasy points, 8 catches on 12 targets, 108 yards, and 1 touchdown reception. Uh, Travis Kelsey absolutely killing it, continuing to show uh, his uh, his chemistry with, with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and then Mark Andrews, the uh, tight end 2 on the week, 14.6 fantasy points, 6, of, six catches on 9 targets, 56 yards, and a touchdown touchdown. Uh, Shout out to you if you were able to go buy a Mark Andrews because people were tilting after uh, weeks two and three because my man is, uh, you know, continuing to, to uh, you know, down by the red zone, man. He dominates. I don't know what it is. Uh, Lamar loves throwing it to him down there. So uh, got to love uh, some Mark Andrews, man. Uh, and then the tight end three on the week, that would be Darren Waller, uh, 13.3 fantasy points. Uh, five catches on seven targets, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and it was not a great tight end week, I'll tell you that. Uh, tight end four, Darren Fells. Tight end five, Mike Gusecki. Tight end six, Gerald Everett. Tight end seven, Jimmy Graham. The tight end eight, Evan Ingram. The tight end nine, Will Disley. The tight end 10, uh, Irv Smith. The tight end 11, Austin Hooper. The tight end 12, Cameron Brait. Uh, some studs. Um, yeah, man, I mean... Mike Gusecki, again, that's my breakout guy. I told you I'm not worried about him. This guy's got top, I mean, I said top three, but he's got top five tight end upside every week. Um, You know, uh, another guy, Austin Hooper. Look, he's not, he's not dead. Uh, He's definitely not dead. I would, uh, I advise, you know, potentially, I mean, next week they got Pittsburgh. Uh, so maybe you don't pick him up then, but I think we can just go back to being able to play this guy. Um, and then other guys. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that, oh, yeah, I mean, so moving on to the Jags. Uh, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, Eric Ebron, Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas, Mo Cox. All had less fancy points than Gronk. Uh, I wish that Greg was here because it would hit a whole lot harder if he was. Because <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I thought it was fun, really funny. But uh, Tyler Higby, man, I think people are panicking. I know people don't want to talk about it because, you know, George Kittle, he just, my man just came off a 15 catch game. Like, we're going to forgive him for that. Zach Ertz, I mean, we kind of already knew where we were at. Uh, I mean, if you were listening to me, he was my bust. I told you not to list, not to draft him, but it is what it is. We're here now. Nothing you can do about it. Um, you you got to continue to play him. I mean that that's really that's really all you can do. You, you got to continue to play him. Uh, I mean maybe you try to trade him. Uh, maybe you try to like throw him into like on a deal um, if you have another tight end. But uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what to what you do about Zach Ertz. Uh, but Tyler Higby, man, he's got to be killing you because uh, you were taking him. I mean, he's not killing you. You were taking him a little bit later. 
Um, but, you know, to sit there and see Gerald Everett, you know, showing out a little bit, that's got to make you a little bit concerning. Um, and, you know, you're chasing the dragon now with that three-touchdown game because you, you were really hoping, um, you know, that, that that happens again. And and now you're afraid that if you bench him that it's not going to happen. And so, um, yeah, I, I honestly... There's nothing you could really do at this point. I mean, I guess the question is, would you pick up Everett? Uh, I, I think I would just continue to hold tight. Uh, I think I would just hold tight. I would hold tight with Higby. Um, and, I mean, obviously monitor the Everett situation. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely a tough one. Um and then, yeah, I mean, tight end, tight end is tough. It is tough. It is. It's gonna be tough. We know that. We we always know that. So, um, it is what it is. But moving on to the to the injury portion of of the of the show, man. And this one is tough, man. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, definitely prayers go out to him. Um, compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. He underwent surgery on Sunday night. So, want to wish him you know, the best in his recovery. And hopefully the Cowboys can do right by him and pay that man. Cause uh, obviously we know come, he was playing on the franchise tag this year, uh, no long-term security in that deal. And uh, definitely, you know, want to see, you know, him recover fully from this injury and, and, and bounce back and, 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 you know, get, get what he, get what he deserves, man. That's really, that's really it for, for, for me and Dak what I got to say about that. But uh, then Dalvin Cook, he left Sunday night's game with a groin injury. Um, that is definitely tough there. Um, you know, so he was on his way to a really good game when it happened as well. Um, but we saw Alexander Madison uh, pop in and continue to, uh, you know, to show to show well in, in, his, in his absence as well, over 100 yards. 100 yards rushing, I should say, on, on 20 carries. So uh, definitely not concerned about him and, and what he'll what he'll do in his absence. But definitely uh, Dalvin Cook had the MRI. Uh, Mike, head coach Mike Zimmer said he's not overly concerned or it went pretty well. Uh, so it seems like they're not overly concerned about it. Um, so something to monitor uh, if you are the Dalvin Cook manager for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you just have to monitor that situation and, uh, you know, hopefully he can play in week six against the Atlanta Falcons, but, you know, that's just something that you're just going to have to, uh, wait and see on. Wide, uh, Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins is also expected to miss a, a few, a couple weeks with a hamstring injury, according to. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN. So uh, that's something to note. Uh, we talked about Miko Hardman as somebody to pick up as well. Uh, I mean, pick up before the game started. Um, just, you know, to kind of, you know, as a even as a potential wide receiver handcuff through this game. Uh, so hopefully uh, some of you, you all did that. Um, Demarcus Robinson also becomes a viable pickup. Obviously, that's something that, that we're going to talk about uh, in in a little bit. Moving on to the waiver wire, 
uh, who are gonna the top guys that we're gonna add off the waiver wire this week, starting at the position that we always deem to be the most important position. That is going to be uh, the running back position, and I'm starting with Alexander Madison, man. I mean, uh, obviously we understand the situation with Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, frankly, if you're the Dalvin Cook manager, you should have already had Alexander Madison rostered. That's what Greg was saying, I think, last week. Um, but either way, uh, if you don't have him rostered, we got to go get him. If you are the Dalvin Cook manager, you have to prioritize uh, Alexander Madison, and then you're going to have to keep him on your roster uh, going forward. Um, you know, obviously, if you're the Dalvin Cook manager, you prioritize more. Uh, it does seem like there's a possibility that Dalvin Cook may be able to play in week six against Atlanta. And if that is the case, uh, if he is able to play, uh, that would limit, you know, if I'm not the Dalvin Cook manager, that would limit how hard I go after Alexander Madison, but I would still go after him a decent amount um, just in case uh, the other manager doesn't, uh, just to, I can have him on my roster uh, because we do understand Dalvin Cook uh, is somebody that uh, has been known to be a little bit injury prone. Um, and so, you know, if that's something that happens again later in the year, then something that we can potentially leverage as well. So um, definitely going to want to do that, whether we are the Dalvin Cook manager or we're not the Dalvin Cook manager. Now, that's all we really got at the wide or at the running back position, but now we move on to the wide receiver position, and there's one guy at the top of the list and one guy only. That is Chase Claypool, um, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. Again, we talked about him earlier. He was the number one wide receiver on the week. Dude went absolutely nuts this week. Four touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy's rostered in only 17% of Yahoo League. So he is out there. He's readily available. Uh, you know, the, with the injury to Deontay Johnson, who injured his back, uh, obviously dealt with the concussion last week. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not uh, being, he's not as productive uh, I would go after Claypool hard. Um, I'm I'm talking hard. I mean, this is a guy that uh, he's he's somebody that I really liked as a prospect coming out. You knew that he was raw, but when the Steelers draft a receiver, I, I you know that gets my attention. Uh, so when they drafted the the big kid uh, Chase Claypool, you know who again he's six five, two hundred thirty eight pounds. You know runs four four sub four four. Uh, this guy is an absolute freak, so you're gonna want to grab him. I mean, and this is no, this is no, uh, you know, fluke of a game here. I mean, you know, uh, this is uh, courtesy of, of John Daigle of Roto World, but uh, he posted this on Twitter. Uh, Claypool's usage with Deontay Johnson banged up the last two games. Seventy-three percent of the snaps, a route on seventy-four percent of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's dropbacks. Uh, 37% slot rate, 15 targets, uh, manufactured touches from the backfield and inside the 10-yard line. Uh, you know, so like this guy has been used as an absolute stud or as a as a weapon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I expect that to continue. I would go. I'm talking hard after this guy. I mean, 50% of 50% of my budget 
um, 40% of my budget. I'm talking real hard. I would go after this guy, Chase Claypool. Um, next up, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver. Uh, he's a guy that we obviously talked about. Uh, we highlighted heading into this matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's somebody that, again, he's, you know, very Tyreek Hill-ish, right, in terms of, of what he's going to get you. I mean, he had two ca- two catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. Um, but this guy is is he he makes your day. He makes your makes your fantasy day in one play, right? This, uh, but he's out there, 44% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, you know, I wouldn't go nuts on him. Um, you know, maybe twenty percent of my budget, twenty five percent of my budget. Uh, you know, but I I wouldn't go completely nuts on him. Uh, did ha- you know was banged up again with the uh, hamstring injury, so uh, definitely something to note there. Um, and then moving on to the wide receiver position, uh, Brandon Cooks, and I know he's somebody that was available. He he was dropped last week. Uh, 44% of Yahoo leagues, but um, he's a guy that, uh, you know, we saw this offense with, uh, you know, with without Bill O'Brien calling plays. It seemed to be a little bit more productive. We saw a more comfortable Deshaun Watson, and so um, I would expect Brandon Cooks to be, uh, to continue to uh, to be to be productive going forward. A guy, actually, I would slide ahead of Brandon Cooks, uh, that would be a guy that we also talked about before that Chiefs game. That would be Miko Hardman, uh, 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, we obviously know that the uh, we talked about the Sammy Watkins injury, how he'll be out uh, a couple weeks, um, according to Adam Schefter. So if he misses significant time, then, you know, Miko Hartman is somebody that will immediately slide in, see significant targets in this Chiefs offense. Um, and so I, I, I really like that a lot. Um, and then um, my guy, LaVisca Chenault, man, he's he's 34% roster. We got to get this guy up. We've been talking about this guy since week one. Uh, he's He's been productive every week. Uh you know, in in half point PPR scoring, he's 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 been getting it done for you. So um, I continue. I'd like him uh, continue to 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 go get him. And again, with the wide receiver position, uh, outside of Chase Claypool, who I'm going hard after, uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, Miko Hardman, I'll go decently hard after. But a guy like Lavisca Chenault, like you don't have to go that hard after him. Uh, you can get him for like. You know, a, a you know two, three, four, five dollars a fab, five uh, percent of your budget here, and uh, you know that'll be able to get it done. Uh, so you know, I, I you could put somebody like him, and maybe he doesn't get the upside, but um, you know he's somebody that can can definitely help get it done for you. And then another guy that I actually really really like, he's a guy that I was going out and picking up. Uh, before this Monday night game here, uh, that was Mike Williams, rostered in 39% of Yahoo leagues, uh, gets to play the New York Jets next week, so uh, that's going to be a uh, a great matchup there. 
Oh, looks like that game was moved. So I take that back. He's on by now. That game was moved. Um, but uh, he was slated to play the New York Jets next week. Uh, I guess that uh, scheduling things happened with with COVID and whatnot. So uh, no longer playing playing that game. But he gets Jacksonville, then Denver, then Vegas, then Miami, then the Jets. So he the, the schedule is great for him when he gets back. And it's great for Herbert when he gets back as well. So, uh, yeah, got to like. Gotta like that going forward there for sure. Um, now, moving on to the quarterback position. If you are the Dak Prescott manager or uh, you're looking to stream a quarterback this week, um, two options available to you. Uh, the first one, if you're the Dak Prescott manager, uh, should, I mean, pretty pretty clear uh, there that... Uh, Andy Dalton presents a good option. They've got Arizona coming up this week, um, who is you know been who's been pretty bad against against quarterbacks, especially uh, Buda Baker. Their star safety is uh, is not uh, you know he's not healthy, so uh, that's a you know a, you know a ding to their secondary there. And so Andy Dalton, who's only 3% rostered, I think he uh, provides a ton of value, especially in super flex leagues. Uh, I mean, this offense is loaded. Uh, so, you know, he's going to provide a safe uh, floor week to week. Plus, we also know that this Cowboys defense is terrible. So, um, you know, that should provide week to week production there for you as well. Uh, and then another guy who's, He's kind of bombed for us, like, I feel like three weeks in a row now. But um, this next matchup he has is literally, uh, I feel like it's, it's you know, bomb-proof. Uh, that that would be Kirk Cousins in this matchup he has coming up against Atlanta. He's only 32% rostered. Uh, he had a matchup against Seattle yesterday, which he uh, just kind of did okay in. And so uh, this matchup against... Uh, Atlanta, I mean, they give up the most fancy points to the quarterback position. Uh, they did going into week five at least. So, uh, you know, they, they, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater finished the QB eight, I think, or something near that. So uh, can't be far off from still doing something along those lines. So I, I like the prospects of uh, a Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, I, I like Austin Hooper, man, 55% rostered. I know that's usually, you know, that's above the 50% that we usually, uh, you know, do on this show. But 55% rostered uh, is continuing to see uh, more targets. Had a 27% target share in his last game with Baker Mayfield on Sunday. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 I like the idea of adding him. You know, he's somebody that... The industry was high on, um, and, you know, I think we were high on him, rightfully so. I just, you know, he just went away from what we believed in in terms of drafting um, tight ends, you know, in late, you know, in the in the later rounds, uh, you know, or going against drafting tight ends in the middle round, something, something we don't want to do. So, um, yeah, I, I like the idea of adding him now in in leagues so if you can go ahead and add him uh, i think that that's something that makes a ton of sense um and then next up the other tight end that i want to bring up 
is Trey Burton. Um, I know it's been a while since we probably talked about Trey Burton, but he is uh, currently um, available in 1% of Yahoo leagues. And uh, he apparently the last two weeks has led all uh, Colts tight ends in uh, targets and routes run. So um, definitely uh, interesting. We know that Philip Rivers likes to target the tight end position. So uh, Trey Burton, he's somebody that, you know, makes a ton of sense, uh, runs, you know, has been basically a glorified receiver everywhere he's been. So uh, gotta love that there, uh, the prospects of Trey Burton, if you're in need of tight end help. Um, but yeah, that's really all I got here in terms of the waiver wire show. Uh, I, I know it's, you know, it's probably different coming from me, probably like hearing it come from Greg, but anyway, um, appreciate you all coming out to listen, uh, catch us next week. Uh, I mean, there's no Thursday night football this week, so, uh, we'll, we'll play, we got something planned. We'll, we'll be here. Don't worry about it. Um, But yeah, uh, as always, thank you for listening. Please rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. Um, Also, if you could follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Please rate and review the podcast wherever, wherever it is that you're listening. Have a good one, everyone. And we are out.